and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of wrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. I think something has gone wrong with the simulation. Uh, I think you might well be right, yeah. Um, we're back from our bye week, uh, where I've, we've... I've put all the hideousness of week four behind me, so we're, we're back to review week five's action and also to uh, make our picks for week six as well. And we're going to be taking a look at some of the news from around the league. So, uh, first of all, G, how's things? Are you, uh, have you planned to hunt on how you're going to spend your, your £28 refund from NFL Game Pass? That, that was not what you put on the notes, you so-and-so. Um, <laughs> yes, okay, I, I shall spend it on tiddlywink equipment because that's Excellent. what I was planning because, you know, after the last week in our conversations, I sent you a link to the English Tiddlywink Association. Um, there's not as many games going on, but we could, you know, <laughs> move in that direction if, if the Dolphins continue to sputter. Well, that's it. Yeah, week four was so poor. It was, it was, it was probably my, my lowest moment as a, as a, as a football fan. Um, it, seeing Wembley, at Wembley, seeing my team getting shot out um, and play terribly. So, uh, yeah, I did, I did moot the, uh, the idea. I did, did float the idea of, of potentially uh, starting the, the wrong Twi- Tillywinks podcast so uh, yeah let's uh, let's hope that we don't have to uh, re- I did really that. feel for you during that I was sitting yeah, was there horrible. going oh yeah no and, and it's like oh it's just, you know you don't get that many chances and no. you know I knew how I felt when the Bengals were drawing with with um, Washington. So yeah, I I, I empathise deeply, my friend. <laughs> not nice, not nice. Well, uh, let's have a look at some of the uh, some of the, the bits from bits and pieces from around the uh, the league and the news. Uh, we're going to start on a positive because it isn't all positive at the minute. So uh, it kind of feels like we should start with it with something positive. Um, and that positive is uh, Peyton Manning having his, uh, his his jersey retired in Indianapolis and also having a uh, a statue of him uh, unveiled outside the uh, the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Um, it's a year and a half since Peyton Manning's emotional uh, retirement retirement speech which I must say I watched again at the weekend and I really defy anyone to uh, to watch it without a, a lump in their throat um he's he's had his signature number 18 jersey retired uh, he spent obviously it's been retired by the Colts in Indianapolis where he spent uh, the majority of his career uh, bringing home a, home a Super Bowl as well he's very humbled he says by the uh, retirement of the jersey um, and it's an honour that only only very very few people the best of the best are uh, kind of uh, given their, uh, their their given their their jersey a retirement ceremony I suppose um he pulled some brilliant numbers out during his during his career throughout his career um, records for winning starts 186 passing yards just under 72,000 and touchdowns as well 539 um, today's elite quarterbacks people like your Brady's and Rogers of uh, of the league do you think they're, uh, they're the figures that, that those guys can can surpass I don't know because that's it's one of those longevity um, regular season things and yeah. I think the tag that you so often hear with Manning is that he was the greatest um, regular season quarterback of all time and then you get into his playoff record yeah. and then people start pointing, pointing to the number of rings that um, Brady has won and I don't know because it's one of those cumulative stat things and I don't tend to sit there doing the numbers so it's hard for me to comment specifically but you know yeah. Brady is going to continue his career and and will be argued as one of the best all time and Rogers is looks to be as equipped as anybody to um, follow him given how he keeps playing but it's really a question of how long he can hold his budget together and how long he wants to do it yeah I mean the the thing with Brady I suppose this week is he's, he's come out that he's he's a bit injured isn't he he's got some uh, some shoulder problems yeah, he's got a sprain in the AC joint of his non-throwing shoulder. Wow, someone's done their research. Yeah, so, so someone does do things before their podcast. And I, I, I think, at what point are we going to transition to the rest of this news story? Well, we can move on now, I suppose. It's, uh, it's, he's obviously not done it done it all on his own, Peyton. Man, he's, he's had a lot of uh, he's had a lot of help and, uh, and some some good some really top targets. Is, is, have you got any any favourites uh, from his from his time either either at Indianapolis or uh, or in Denver? 
Well, see, now I just want to shout Omaha. Um, I mean, the thing <laughs> for me that I think is important to remember about Manny is the way he changed the game in his preparation and what he did at the line of scrimmage, which, you know, is something yeah. that we still see now. So that level of preparation and detail, I don't think he's going to go into coaching because he said that he doesn't want to. I think he feels like he wants to work with young quarterbacks and, you know, he talks about maybe owning or GMing a team at some point in the future. But... It was an incredible football brain, and he's sort of earned the right to do what he wants. He definitely has, yeah, absolutely. I mean, is there any, is there any, um, any of his, of his, of his wide receivers, any, any people like that that, that I mean, particularly stand for, out for you? The obvious one, I think, is Marvin Harrison, isn't it? Yeah, for, yeah, for, from, you know, the link up and, and, and the dominant one. Um, it's kind of interesting with the whole Denver thing because he, he won the Super Bowl with like the worst offense that he had there, having yeah. set all the single league, league records, um, got to a Super Bowl and got trounced by the Seahawks. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you're right. It's a uh, he's he's had a, he's had a, he's had an amazing career, and I think he absolutely deserves this uh, this honour because he's uh, yeah he's a he's a great player. And he's a, he, from from what I've seen, is he's a really nice guy as well. Does seem to be, and I'm taking that as my cue to steer this into more troublesome waters because yeah, I know uh, you're hesitant and you want to keep <laughs> this as a football podcast, and in the majority we will. But I'm afraid once again politics intrudes on our life, yeah. and it starts here because Mike Pence, um, former governor of Indiana, turned up to you know be there for the honouring of Peyton Manning and the speech and everything else. And in a pre-planned gesture with um, Mr. Trump, because he'd already spoken to him beforehand about his plans, he left the game after the 49ers players kneeled for the anthem. Yeah. And we have this back in the news. You've got Jerry Jones saying that he will discipline any player who kneels for the anthem. Yep. And now we've got Roger Goodell issuing a memo that they will discuss at the uh, a, a, a league meeting next week about what they can do to try and sort the situation. The reason they want to sort the situation, this is beginning to hit their bottom line because mm. as much as we can sit here and say um we believe in you know freedom of speech and this is not a protest about the flag there's a sizable number of people who believe it is that which is not helped by um certain political people framing it in that way yeah. and this is making people nervous uh, i actually do have some sympathy with um one of the lines in in goodell's memo when he talks about you know the the controversy around the anthem is actually getting in way in the way of the player's message. And I have mixed feelings on this because on the one hand, protest isn't meant to be comfortable. If it was, it doesn't get attention and nothing happens, but we have attention now. Is it now at the time that we try and do something um, to move it on? And if we can harness the power of the NFL to get, you know, make players engage or rather make the teams help the players engage with law enforcement and run things in their local cities, and that can be a measure of good. But I'm awfully uncomfortable with the politics of people trying to put their players in in place, and it's you know two two weeks that we've turned around from from we're all united in unity to now we all want you to stand up and do what we say because it's getting politically difficult. Yeah, even Adam Gase, the uh, Dolphins uh, coach, has, has said that he expects all of his all of his players that are out on the field. He expects them to uh, to, to um, not to not to kneel, basically. And he's told he's told their the players if if they want to kneel, if they want to protest, stay in the locker room. Um, which which is not uh, yeah, it, it kind of it almost defeats the object a little. Yes, and he's been one of the more progressive voices. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what happens. I can't think that Seahawks players and the regime out there is going to react well to this because it's almost like a challenge, isn't it? Um, But it's whether you rise to that challenge is giving them what they want rather than focusing on what you need to. But it's a complex situation and there is a little nuance because there are swings and roundabouts and if you just annoy the people who oppose you, 
you you do lose your message but there are mm. principles at state and you know at the moment this is a free speech it, there is no law that says you must stand for the national anthem etc and actually there's no regulation that the NFL currently has so you know once again we could be heading into battles between Goodell and the league and the players association and we know how well they get on as it oh, is yeah. like, a, like a house on fire that's it um, it's. It, it, do you think so? This is this, this is obviously this is going to be something that's going to rumble on, isn't it? This has got this has got this has still got some mileage in it, hasn't it? This. Yeah, uh, this, this is something that I'm afraid we're going to have to keep talking about. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail right now um, because as a white man, it's not really my place, <laughs> particularly as a Brit. But um, I feel that we can't ignore it. But we'll keep an eye on it and get back to football. Yeah, it's onto the football. So uh, back to back to to the actual game itself. Um, another thing that, that has happened this uh, this week before we go on to uh, to, to week five games uh, is there has been a trade hasn't there Adrian we've got Peterson. a trade Adrian when do Peterson's... we ever get the trade to discuss in season in season I know and he's it looks like Adrian Peterson uh, will be coming back to London again in a couple of weeks oh really I hadn't even clocked that but of course yeah he's <laughs> going to the Cardinals I hadn't put that yeah so he's uh, he's been traded he was traded uh, yesterday as we as we speak on, on Wednesday uh, he was traded yesterday from the uh, the New Orleans Saints to uh, the Arizona Cardinals um, he was a bit frustrated for a couple of weeks he was uh, he was saying how he, he did he hadn't joined for for the the low number of stats that he was uh, that he was ending up uh, playing, uh, and yeah, he's he's gone to Arizona. What do you think of that? I think I, th- I can certainly understand why the Saints did it. It wasn't working out. Um, he's not exactly been a quiet presence in the locker room, and I think that you know they've overpaid him. I'm not sure I would have signed him in the first place. So you know, getting a little something back in a conditional sixth pick and removing that problem is sort of like the path of least resistance. And having yeah. already signed him, that, that it's not a smart. Move. It's not a bad move to get rid of him, and it could be a smart move for the Cardinals because with David Johnson down. It might not be the worst thing in the world to bring in a bat that they could see if they can, you know, run him on first and second down and at least, you know, try and get something going on that offense because they can't pass project very well. So at least, you know, the thing that offensive linemen love to do is run block. And so let's get you Adrian Peterson, see if you can do a little something for him. It'll be a bit of a lift for them because it's like, you know, we're not just tanking the season. We're making moves. We're still committing. We've got a new guy in. And there's a long shot that it might work. I don't know that it has, because when was the last time we saw oh, Adrian Peterson look like Adrian Peterson? But um, yeah. it, it, it's worth a punt. It, it, well, it's, it certainly is, and it means that they've uh, they've had to waive uh, somebody. I can't remember who it was. That they Chris waived. Johnson. Chris Johnson to in in, in order to uh, to make that. See, do you think uh, he's he's not done a, a huge amount this season so far? No, with with the the run game since David Johnson being down, I, I, it's worth a shot. Yeah. You know what else are you going to do? It's a sixth round pick. Um, You've got Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald at like 34 and 38. Um, that's the wrong way around. You know, Palmer is the old one. You don't get 38 receivers unless 38 year old receivers unless you're Jerry Rice. Yeah. But um, you know, and there's some talk, and there keeps being some talk, and I don't know if there's any um, sort of real substance behind this or not about um, whether Bruce Arians is going to continue up past this year when everybody suspects Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald are going to retire. So with all that and said, why not throw in another player if you can? Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think it's a good move for them. Look, okay, let's have a look back at week five. Then we were, uh, we we started the week on uh, on Thursday night as always with the uh, it was the Patriots and the Buccaneers. Uh, the, prior to this game, Tampa was the only NFL city where uh, Bill Belichick hadn't picked up a win, uh, and yeah, he did this week. It was nineteen uh, fourteen to the New England Patriots, um, but it was a game that could have gone very differently, couldn't it? Oh, it was a frustrating game at, in, in some ways to watch. I mean. 
there's me saying that, you know, in four days you can't turn around the communication problems in the Patriots' defence and blow me. Does it not look as if, you know, there <laughs> was a like big improvement in, in, in that factor? And we know Bill Belichick is a good coach, but um, I wasn't expecting that. But as much as anything, I was just frustrated by Jameis Winston. He has mm. all the talent. We saw him, you know, he seems to be doing all the right things that he, he can within his control. But he just kept missing players against the Patriots' Yeah. Uh, um, defense. He just kept missing throws, and then, then we have the whole you know field goal kicking disaster. And, and the problem is, if you're playing a tight game against Bill Belichick, the odds are he seems to win more of them than not because he makes the right decisions. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean, you, you mentioned the kicking game. It's uh, there they, they, it was very it was a very uh, public um, uh, issues with their with their uh, the kickers this this year, wasn't it? Because of obviously the uh, the hard knocks side of things. And and uh, yeah, they've they've uh, I think they've they've just signed somebody to uh, to take over, haven't they? Well, I wouldn't be surprised because I knew they were basically they announced they were holding tryouts on Friday. So ah, right. uh, <laughs> no, no, no messing around then. <laughs> no, no, no. They 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 were yeah looking to to do something and. I mean, it's got to be worrying if you're the owner and you're saying this has been a problem for like 18 months now because Aguayo didn't solve it last year. In fact, yeah. it's longer than that. And the reason yeah, they picked yeah. Aguayo was because they lost so many games because of field goal kickers the year before. So it, um, I would be asking some very pointed questions if I was the owner about who exactly is evaluating these mm. kickers and are we sure they're any good at their job? Because they've <laughs> had kickers problems for a long time. That's it. We're sticking with the, we're sticking with the books. It was uh, Doug Martin's first game back of the season, wasn't it? He got seventy four yards and a touchdown. What did you What did you think to him? He certainly added a spark, didn't he? he did. um, yeah, he did. I, I think it's one of those things where where you you wonder whether it's whether there's going to be any rust to shake off, and obviously Le'Veon Bell's timing's been off, and all things been going off with Steelers after his holdout over the off season. But he was at least in the off season. But yeah, served out his suspension and looked fresh-legged and definitely gave him a spark in the running game. It's just, mm. And that helped set up the play action, and there were some good, good plays. It was just Winston just didn't make enough of the throws that we sort of feel that he is capable of. And he's got a great arm, and he threw a couple of nice balls, but it, it was just, ah, it was one of those frustrating performances. And the worry for, for fans, I would imagine, is that is this going to be a situation where he shows promise, he shows promise, and never takes that next step? Mm. Well, maybe. I mean, it was. It was. It was. They were. It wasn't like they wasn't. He wasn't trying. They were certainly reliant on the passing game. It was forty six attempts for the Buccaneers and, and forty for the uh, for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, to, and that might not help. You know, when you've got a young quarterback, and it's not like they were doing like a West Coast lots of easy throws offense. If mm. you see what I mean, is forty six attempts too many in a tight game? Mm. When you've got um, Doug Martin picking up 74 yards off 13 yeah. attempts you know do we think that maybe the run pass balance is a little bit out of whack I would suggest so personally I mean looking at sticking with the with, with the throwing I mean Brady um, he, he was hit for sacks three three times this week it, it's the he, he's got 16 sacks for the season so far he was only sacked 15 times all year last year is that do you think that's more of a problem with Brady or do you think that's a a, a scheme thing is it is it a is it a, is it the line what what do you think is going wrong I would say that the offensive line has not been playing as well this year part of mm. it will be the missing of Julian Edelman because they have that sort of supernatural connection where you know he's his safety blanket and and yeah. they just know and can get the ball out quicker so I think it's maybe holding on the ball to the ball a little longer but not a lot and you know the passing game is still working but I do think I think it's a little bit missing Edelman and a little bit the line from what I'm hearing not playing as well and yeah. he's still being effective but at 40 years old there's a reason why he has a sprained AC joint in his um, non-throwing shoulder 
Yes, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, terrible lines, let's move on to the Dolphins. It was this this one was this one was uh, was one that you you picked uh, correctly by 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 half a point. I hasten to add, uh, you you got this one because you uh, you picked the Buccaneers. <laughs> they could have the Buccaneers with a field goal old kicker uh, would have, have won that game. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Well, the, uh, the, the the Dolphins, as I mentioned, uh, they they played the uh, the Tennessee Titans this weekend. They really, really needed a win, especially given uh, how poor the uh, they were the week before, week prior um, at, at Wembley. Um, they were helped by Marcus Mariota being out with a uh, an injury to his leg, and Matt Castle obviously started for the uh, the Titans, uh, and they did end up grinding out the win on this one. It was sixteen ten. Um, that, uh, that that scoreline is a little kind to the Dolphins, I would say. I mean, it, we 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 ground out the win, and it, it, we were like a team, a, a tale of two teams. I would say the defense looked really good, offense absolutely lousy. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it is a testament to our friendship that I watched this game. I don't watch the <laughs> Dolphins every week, but I knew this was going to be a stinker. But you've been away for two weeks, and I, I figured we ought to. You know, I was hoping for you, and we discussed it in the podcast. And I wish I'd watched the Cowboys Packers because that sounds like a great game, and I might still. Um, in fairness, the defense does look pretty good. Um, you know, they stood up, they they got after um, the Titans, and I think Taylor Lewan going down down injured helped your pass rush a bit, but yeah. Matt Castle couldn't get things going or keep things going. But my word, you've got an offensive coach, and it appears you just have an offensive quarterback. Now, you were too, I was sort of getting live text whilst this game was uh, going on, yeah. and would you like to share with the group your favourite um, stat from the third uh, quarter? Oh, there was, there was many stats of this game that... Uh, that, that, that were particularly good but uh, with with 1 minute and 36 left on the clock in the third quarter the Dolphins punter had made more, made the same amount of punts as as Cutler had completed passes with 7 that's with 1 minute and 36 left in the third quarter that's that's an appalling stat yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll go through the full, the full line here. 12 completions off 26 attempts for 92 yards, a touchdown, an interception and a sack. Yeah, it's not good, is it? I don't understand it, because <laughs> genuinely, he looked good in the first game. Yeah. I thought he was building he, some, he, some chemistry with, with um, Devontae Parker, Parker, and I yeah. genuinely was like, this could work, you know. Mm, it, oh my been, word, have I been wrong since? It's been terrible. I mean, week four, was, it, was, it was awful. The people were, I mean, the, the, the backup quarterback is always the, the favourite uh, the player in, in, of, any, of any team when they're, when they're losing badly, but the the fact that they were they were so vociferous the fans the dolphins fans especially considering most of them were dressed as empty chairs uh, shouting <laughs> we want more um from midway through the second quarter pretty much for the whole game um matt moore was yeah they they wanted matt moore to start to 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 feature and adam gase was certainly not having any of it well, Adam Gase has been coming out and saying that um, the big problem is not so much Cutler, but that the protection he's getting. It's the line, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Um, maybe that should be my coaching tape for this week. Just what is going wrong it wouldn't with be the... a bad, wouldn't be a bad idea. If it wasn't such a boring game, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, you've got Laramie Tunsil, who was very good at left guard and played a little left tackle last season, and he was, you know, drafted to be your future yeah. left tackle. Yeah, he was. Um, You've not invested in guards for for a while. You've got Pouncey, who has a good reputation as centre, but it just doesn't seem to have come together this year at all, has it? No, it, it's not. It's not. It's. I mean, the what the one 
I mean, the, the, the thing that made me chuckle in this in this game was uh, was that was that first touchdown. Did you, you saw the first touchdown with the, the questionable fumble decision? For for me, looking at it, I I'm not sure. The, the fact that the ball moved forward was was a suggestion that the uh, the arm had started moving forward. To that, that, that maybe it was an incomplete pass rather yes. than a fumble. Yeah, yeah this it. game but, could have turned on a couple because there was that that could have lost you the game. Or I haven't gone back and looked at the coaching tape, but. What what are the odds that the holding penalty on number eighty one that t- wiped out um, yeah. the touchdown for the Texans was actually a hold? Because mm. we know they can be a dubious penalty it was, as well. It was so, dubious. Yeah, I believe from what I can remember. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a dubious one. So yeah, we, we it was like I say the the sixteen ten score really was quite flattering for the Dolphins. Would you like me to try and give you a little bit of hope? Oh, go on. I need some. Well, a I well, do we won. Yeah, A, you won. Um, B, Gase demonstrated last year that he can pull a team round, and you are still two and two. Yeah. So it's, And thirdly, you're on the road this week. That was your first actual proper home game. Home game. Yeah, it was. It was. We've, we've done more, I think we've done more travelling in the first four weeks than about three quarters of the league will all season. So, but the worrying thing is next week you're away at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, yeah. And then you welcome home the New York Jets. Oh, easy. Yeah, but you <laughs> I know the relationship you have with your friend. There's every chance they could still have a better record than you uh, at that point. They, they, I'm pretty sure they will by uh, by, by that point. Well, it's, <laughs> this this one was uh, I I picked the Dolphins and I was I was correct on it. So uh, hey, there's there's another positive. It was one of my just five points this week. Yeah, I joined you with the Dolphins this week. Did you? Oh, I couldn't remember. I didn't think you'd had. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I showed a little faith, and I was a little bit anxious. Shall we Excellent. say? Well, we, we both got a pick then. We both uh, both got that one right. So uh, yeah, well, well done us. Um, your game, the Bengals. Um, who day, baby? Yeah, the uh, the playing the uh, the Buffalo Bills, who uh, entered the game as, as kind of surprise leaders, I suppose, of the AFC East, given uh, what we said about them at the beginning of the season. We weren't very nice about them, really, were we? But uh, the Bengals uh, picked up the win in this game. It was uh, twenty points to sixteen uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and yeah, after a bad start to the season, you've won two in a row. Yeah, uh, it would appear that having um, the right offensive coordinator helps. Having um, Vontaze perfect really helps because he was all over the field in a good way. Um, lots of tackles. Um, I think he also got like a sack and a pass knockdown. Yes, and <laughs> was just you know leading the defense, which played really really well and yeah. limited uh, uh, the Bills. They they sort of did what they needed to, which is that they kept um, Tyra Taylor in the pocket for the most part and couldn't let him run and you well, know contained Shady McCoy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and the offense survived one of those games where it's a stat line which doesn't necessarily look great for Andy Dalton. Um, what with um, 22 for 36, 328 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. But both of those interceptions were tips. And, yeah, they were, yeah. And, it, and there was actually a third one, which was a way worse pass that should have been intercepted that was put down. So it sort of maybe swings and roundabouts. But um, I think he played a little bit better than his rating and his stats might suggest. But yeah, two and three, beginning to head in the right direction. We've got a bye this week. This week. There, there's... The interesting thing for defense this season is that uh, they've been rotating a lot more than most teams. So they've they've had 
a lot more, although they're not been as reliant on starters, they've been keeping the reps down and they've got a lot of young talent. They've been cycling it through. And in a game like this, where they lost both their starting um, outside corners to minor injuries, so they should be back off after the bye. But, you know, they had their young players who've been playing 20 snaps or so a week anyway through the season. And so yeah. that kind of experience and depth, seem, depth seems to be working for them. So... I, I'm mildly positive. I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens when we hit a team like the Steelers, and Lord knows what's going on with the Steelers. But yeah, it, it seems to be picking up. Do you think that's what's that's what's changed for, for the Bengals? Is you, 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 your defense, the perspective, what, how your defense are playing? The defense has played well all the season. Um, it's picked up a, a level, I would say, since Burfitt's come back. But I actually think the defense, if you look at it, the pass rush has been good. They've not been blown out by anybody. They've, the defense has been good enough to win. The problem was that the offense just wasn't functioning under Sam Peasy. And um, it's coming around under Bill Lazor. He seems to have a clearer idea of game flow and is maybe not trying to be as complex and as such giving the team an identity they can work with which is helpful when you've got a young offensive line that still isn't brilliant but I think he's just doing a better job of calling the game within what works for them yeah, um, AJ Green put up some big numbers as well, didn't he? 189 receiving yards. Well, that's the other thing that he's focused on is yeah. feeding AJ Green. And yeah. um, see, I'm still troubled by this because we get to um, our wonderful draft pick, which I'm not exactly thrilled by. But you know, he does mix and does seem to be getting most of the um, carries as as running back, and that seems to be working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 having seen that that 77 yard touchdown that, that AJ Green got, there is. No way he should be in that amount of space. <laughs> not a man like AJ Green. You do not let him anywhere near that amount of space because it's gonna. It's only going to bite you in the arse. It is interesting because the Bills have had one of the top-ranked defences and have been playing yeah. really well all season. And yeah, there were a couple of plays like that where Green just beat, you know, it was a young corner and I think he learned a lesson or two that, that Sunday. But yeah, in so fairness, doing it again. I feel like we should be um, praising the Bills a little more because this is a close game. Um, you were talking about our preseason um, notions of where they'd be, and that was because um, they had a new coach coming in and they were shipping out a bunch of players. But it seems very clear that there was a plan, and they were rebuilding. But it wasn't like a tear it down and start again. It was a we just want to. There are certain players that we don't feel are good for the locker room, and we want to send a message, and yeah. we want to do it with our players. And they've hit on a couple of draft picks, and yeah, Sean McDermott seems to be a young coach that knows what he's doing, and we should pay attention to him because it looks like the Bills are, 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 are on the up, which is probably not something you want to hear as as a not, man not. in the AFC East. Not really, not particularly. No, not when everybody else in the AFC seems to be doing quite well. So, uh, sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not, no difference as usual. We're not going to. We'll end up. Uh, we'll end up on a, a eight and eight at best, and uh, not qualifying for the uh, for the pro season. But uh, oh well, we shall move on. <laughs> it, yeah, like like I said, it was a close game. Curry could have gone either way, but uh, you picked the Bengals on this one. You were uh, you were right and picked up another point. Uh, final game was uh, it was the the late game on on Sunday night. It was the Kansas City Chiefs uh, making the uh, the journey to Houston to play the Texans. Uh, they went into the game as the only undefeated uh, team in the league, uh, and uh, yeah, the Chiefs came away with it with another win, forty two thirty four. This one, um, Texans have looked really really pretty pretty. They've lost a couple of games, but they've looked pretty uh, pretty strong, and, and they've uh, they've been had a particularly free scoring offense during the uh, during the, the early part of the season but uh, yeah Kansas led, led this one all the way through didn't they yeah it's a little bit more complex for for the Texans so I'll come back to them in in a moment because 
because I, I disagree with your characterization a little bit of their offense. So we'll start yeah. with the Chiefs, though, because um, they really have been free scoring and the offense has been. I'd say the best in the league so far um, just because they seem to have really nailed down the creativity lots of plays that look similar but end, end up doing different things lots of play action, um, lots of creativity with Kelsey taking um, direct snaps even though he's a tight end and their rookie running back Kareem Hunt just you know mm. seeming to go for 100 yards and, and proving to be something of a phenom their defence seems not to have fallen apart despite losing Eric Berry and didn't have Tom Ali in this game and they just it was one of those games where there was a bunch of late points and there were some moments from the Texans, but basically the Chiefs were in, in, in control of this game all the way through. Yeah, they they certainly were. It was a it was it was a game that the that, that the Chiefs never looked never looked like like losing at all. There were some some big moments there, and I think I think the fact that JJ Watt left the game very early on um, probably helped them a little bit. They yeah, they had a quite a, quite a nasty looking. Uh, Turn, I think it was when he, when he, uh, but he's, he's fractured his, his left leg, hasn't he? He's going to be out for the rest of the season again. Yeah, it's um, yeah, my spirit animal hurts yeah. as does my soul. Um, it's uh, I can't remember the proper term for it. It's a something plateau fracture, which is basically like the bit at the top of your leg, I believe, under the knee. So his knee's fallen off. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's ah, oh, it, it, yeah. When when a player goes straight to hospital, it is not good. Um. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, and the problem is for uh, the Texans' defense is that they also lost um, Whitley Merciless for the season they with did, a yes, pictorial yeah. tear. Uh, so you know that that game has or that defense has taken a real knock, and I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts because Deshaun Watson is really being the spark because initially that offense was doing very little, and in fact. I'm still grumpy about the way the Bengals lost to the Texans yeah. because if it hadn't been for that one run, he did nothing in that game. And it's mm. only the last two where he's begun to come alive. And he's shown some talent. And I just think there's going to be a lot of up and downs because, yeah, he's got a hell of an arm and he can move about. And finally, O'Brien and Watson seem to be in link. And that bodes well for the future. I just wonder if you're not seriously frustrated by the Texans because if he could do this why the hell did they spend so long working with um, um, Tom Savage yeah. in the preseason? Imagine how much further on Watson yeah, yeah. could be if he'd been taking number one reps from whatever point in, in training camp and had started the season. Well, he's looked really good. Like like you say, he's he's, he's looked really good. Certainly, in the last couple of games, he's 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 looked really good. And I know you you say you uh, you you're not uh, you don't subscribe to my uh, my my um, review of the uh, of the of the, uh, the the Texans so far. But the, I mean, the last last few games. Look at their last few games. It was it was only that you mentioned them being free scoring, and basically well, for the last, first three games they weren't. <laughs> last three, well, last three games, thirty three points, fifty seven points the week before, and thirty four last week. So yeah. And I mean, then look at the weeks before. Yeah, seven and thirteen the week before that. Don't yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> is it is it too early to say to, to to say whether you think he's he's kind of got what it takes to be a, a franchise QB given a bit of time? I would say so, but I, I I feel like we have to say that for almost all the young QBs now, um, yeah. and that goes back to the thing I was writing about earlier about the way that we've got quarterbacks coming through college now and the spread seasons spread sorry offenses. Uh, means that there's so much for them to learn because they're not coming into a pro-style offense. You know, the verbiage, everything else is so different from calling plays to what they're responsible for. But you can see the talent mm. 
that's there and they have the potential to it and I think that's almost what we can expect for the first couple of years I just think you know quarterback is an incredibly complex position to play and we used to sit quarterbacks for a year and say you know it takes them that long to work it out now they get thrown in and they're starting from further down and they have even more to learn and I yeah. just think I think the hopeful fan things you have for the Texans is that O'Brien's finding a way to make him effective and it, there's potential there He's also making rookie mistakes. You know they, you know they, they got back closer because of some some garbage time points and some in- incredible plays he made. But he'd also they'd got behind and they weren't able to come out out the gate and be competitive. So mm. I think it's hopeful, but it's it's a watch and see brief. I think it is. Well, the, uh, the Chiefs, like I say, won this one forty two thirty four. They're still the uh, the only undefeated team in the league at five and zero, oh, uh, and you picked them as well. So uh, yeah, well done to you. <laughs> I'm sensing a certain amount of bitterness here. Yeah, well, yeah, there is. I'm, I'm 11 points behind you now. That's, that's unprecedented, let alone at week five. All right, so let's have a yeah, look at the rest of the games. So uh, the, we, we mentioned the Jets earlier. They've been some, somewhat of a surprise package this year, With uh, while the Browns obviously haven't uh, picked up a, a win uh, going into uh, going into this week. They haven't, anyway. Uh, it was the, They met this, uh, this, this week. It was uh, New York Jets 17, Cleveland Browns 14. Uh, it was 3 nothing to Jets at half-time, thanks to a uh, 57-yard field goal. Uh, and the, uh, the the Browns benched uh, Deshaun Kaiser at half time as well. So uh, yeah, something not uh, not not quite right there, especially given that they uh, they, they switched to him after uh, one game I think earlier in the season. Something is off in the land of Cleveland. <laughs> it certainly is. Again, again, um, super calm. The Carolina Panthers had to uh, put some bad press behind him this week. We uh, obviously we missed last week's. Uh, we weren't here for last week's podcast, but uh, he's he's been making some some very silly uh, comments in the press. I think but the word you're, word you're looking for is misogynist. But you know, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's. That's that'll, that pretty much covers it. Um, he, uh, he ended up having a good, good game this week, though. Uh, 355 yards and three touchdowns against the uh, Detroit Lions. It was Carolina Panthers 27, uh, Detroit Lions 24. And, uh, yeah, 14 of Detroit's 24 points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, and uh, the Indianapolis Colts met on Sunday. Like we said earlier, Vice President of the uh, USA Mike Pence left the, uh, the stadium before the game due to the, uh, the, the some of the 49ers players uh, kneeling. Uh, and uh, yeah, this one looked like it was going to be a high score. The Colts uh, own the, the 31st ranked offense and the uh, the 30th ranked defense going into the week. So uh, they were also still without Andrew Luck. And as it happened, it was 23-26 to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it was won in overtime by a field goal. Uh, the Chargers and the Giants. The uh, there were two of the t- the three winless teams going into uh, into the week on Sunday. They both met and uh, obviously really wanted a, a win in this one. It was the Chargers that came away with the win. Uh, it was twenty seven points to twenty two in the end. There was a yeah, there was a first quarter safety G for the uh, for the Giants. I do like a safety as well. You no, know, there was a couple this week and there could have been a third in the Dolphins game. But yeah, uh, they really could have been. Yeah, um, the Beckham. They, they've had a couple of injuries. The uh, the Giants this week. Uh, Beckham was uh, carted off with a. Uh, a leg injury, uh, and it was a, it was back and forth game. But yeah, the Giants are uh, still winless going into week six. The uh, Jaguars, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde Jaguars, <laughs> travelled to uh, to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, as it as it happened, they uh, they they got a, a quite heavy win on this one. It was thirty points to nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Game came alive in the second half uh, with a couple of uh, couple of returned interceptions for touchdowns uh, fairly early on, uh, and it was the, the the statistically the worst game of Big Ben's career. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, they 
couldn't uh, I'm couldn't not very the, good <laughs> well no absolutely not they, they couldn't beat the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday it was 34 points to 7 to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, Carson Wentz is the first quarterback for the Eagles to throw three first quarter touchdowns lovely stats um, and the uh, the Cardinals managed just one touchdown all game it was very 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 one sided this one not much more you can say about it uh, Seahawks and the Rams. Uh, last time these two met, were uh, it was it was nearly a shutout. One for the but last two times uh, the uh, the teams met, they, one of them scored three points. But it was uh, yeah a little bit more this time. It was sixteen ten to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Rams went ten nil up uh, in the second quarter. Uh, but yeah, the Seattle Seahawks managed uh, sixteen unanswered points to win the game. Young team can't close it out yet. I, I'm sure that will be a very painful loss for the Rams. It will be. It certainly will be. Um, both the uh, Ravens and the Raiders, oh, Baltimore Ravens and the Oakland Raiders, uh, started well this year, but uh, lost their lost their last two games. So they're hoping to get back on track this week. Uh, it was the Ravens that uh, that picked up the win on this one. It was thirty points to seventeen. Uh, they led led all the way through. It was a hell of a day for Mike Wallace. They've got one hundred and thirty three yards in just three receptions. So uh, yeah, not not bad uh, not bad average yardage for uh, for him. <laughs> Uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. This was a replay of last year's divisional game, which the uh, Packers won 34-31, and this time the Packers went one better. It was uh, 35-31 to the, uh, to the Green Bay Packers' final score on this one. Uh, it took a touchdown with 12 seconds left for the Packers to get their win. Uh, but yeah, it was a good one for the running game. Uh, 323 uh, combined rushing yards in this game. Although, doesn't it now feel that basically if you have one drive to save the earth, the man you want is Aaron Rodgers? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Of a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Vikings and the Bears. It was uh, Mitchell Trubisky's uh, first, uh, first first game started, and uh, Sam Bradford. He, well, he started, but he was uh, he was replaced by Case Keenum uh, just before half time because his uh, his knee is still is still playing up. Uh, the Vikings went on to win the game twenty points to seventeen. Uh, it was another safety in this one, and the uh, yeah the Vikings uh, took the game with a, uh, a field goal with twelve seconds left to play. Some hope there for the for the Bears because Trubisky didn't look. Terrible, you know. He looked no. like he had promise, and here's the thing: he didn't have the the, the back breaking interceptions that Glennon kept doing. And you know, I suspect that's why you know it's one thing to have a more experienced quarterback. When that quarterback is giving the ball away anyway, well, then you maybe you need to do need to just go with a rookie. Yes, absolutely. Right, and G, let's take a look at what you've been writing on the blog this week. I know you've been uh, busy with your book this week, uh, but uh, you, you touched on you touched on us being at the uh, the quarter point of the regular season now. Yeah, it's kind of frightening. Uh, you, you, we're already at the quarter pole. Um, I, I'm barely getting to see any coaching tape, yet alone write about it. Um, it's not just for last week. I've spent the last two months drafting a book, so and <laughs> I've, I've just had it back from the editor again, and there's still more work to do. So basically, I need the world to go away, Trump to shut up, and maybe I can actually get down to some coaching tape, because that would be really nice. Um, I'm writing, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> that's what I'm writing a little bit about this week and what's going on with the business side of the NFL before making my pick for Thursday Night Football. I'm away this weekend. Normal service should begin after... After that, I hope. Absolutely. Well, are, we, are you going to look at the? Uh, you mentioned the Dolphins uh, coaching tape earlier. Are you going to have a try and have a look at that? I'll see how things go. I'm down in London for the weekend, so um, I'm not sure if I'll have time or not. I'm afraid, but, uh, but I, I, I might give it a go, if, if not just to see how Laramie Tunsil's getting on. Excellent. Well, uh, be, make sure you, if you don't blog about it, make sure you let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give you an inside tip, my friend. Absolutely. Well, uh, for all of that and much more from G, make sure you stay tuned to the blog. It can be found at thewrongfootball.com. Are you ready for some football? Okay, it's picks time. Week six uh, coming up. So uh, yeah, scores after the week after week five. As I said earlier, G is is, is leading me by eleven points. Um, Forty six thirty five to uh, to G. So uh, yeah, let's hope I can uh, p- 
pick up a few this week. Um, <laughs> if, if nothing else, you need to get on terms with your dad too. Well, he's he's was he five or six ahead of me? So uh, yeah, even even. Do we need to get him to call in for the pick segment now? We might need to. Well, we might need to. Might stop him from uh, from changing his picks. I keep, I keep saying that to him. I keep mentioning that he uh, he needs to <laughs> needs to listen to the pod and uh, sorry, do his picks and then listen to the pod, not the other way around. <laughs> We and all have keeps, our sources, my friend. We all have our keeps, sources. That's it. He keeps uh, he keeps firing back that he only he's only ever changed one and it, and it lost for him. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Changing your pick almost always res- oh, ends never, up never in you do losing. It, it, it just always goes badly, doesn't it? Never do it. Right. Let's have a look at the uh, the lines this week then. So uh, Thursday night game sees the uh, the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, play the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles are given two and a half points. What do you think? Um. I think that this line is almost spot on. The Eagles have looked very good this season. Cam Newton has, seems to, um, controversies aside, have turned yeah. around his um, his game in a couple of weeks. I think he maybe has finally got healthy and beginning to work out how to work with his new team because he's looked very good over the last two weeks. This should be a really good Thursday night game as long as we don't fall into short week home team wins because that's what happens. And I'm really not sure who to pick in this one, I'll be honest. I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking the Panthers, but with Carson Wentz being in pretty good form and the Eagles looking not too bad at all I, I don't know I'm not this could be our, our second really good Thursday night Thursday game night after, yeah, after that um, surprising one with the 49ers and Rams yes yeah no absolutely it could be um, the Miami Dolphins and the Atlanta Falcons of course I'm going to go for the Miami Dolphins um, surely you've got to think about it 11 and a half points I, the, I am uh, wondering if Dolphins. this is not see this is the problem because, yeah, my, my, my grammar rule on this is double-digit points. There has to be a really good reason for it. And I think this is a little disrespectful to your defense, but your yeah. offense has been so so woeful and on, you're on the road. But, yeah, yeah I, I am thinking. I'm thinking I'm leaning Dolphins, but I'm worried. <laughs> I'm going Dolphins. Absolutely going Dolphins. Um, Bears-Ravens, Chicago-Baltimore. Um, in Baltimore, uh, seven and a half points given to the Bears. Um, I'm going to go Bears. I think... Bears too. I think this is a bit rich. The Ravens got a lot of points against a very bad um, Raiders defense and a team who was missing their their quarterback. And we know how important um, David Carr, Derek Carr, one of them. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I know it's Derek Carr. I only ever do this on the podcast. I never have this problem when I'm writing. It's only when I'm talking to you and there's a microphone in front of me that I suddenly go, David, Derek, Derek, David. Ah! Um, but I, I honestly think that, yeah, the, the Bears are a good shout. I think this line is off. Yeah, this next line I think is a, diff- is a really difficult one. The Browns and the Texans. Uh, now Browns are obviously winless, but the Texans, Texans are, are, are three and two, and the, and the Browns are given nine and a half points. It's just we don't know what we're going to see in that Texans yeah. defense, and you know um, we've seen the Texans put up fifty-seven points against the Titans, so we know that the offense can flow over the last couple of weeks. But yeah. what's going on with the Browns? Oh, I get the feeling that things are not getting better for the Browns, and yeah. I can see the Texans digging out a win, whether it's by nine and a half points. I don't know, yeah. but I, I don't think I can bring myself to beat the Browns on the road, and I think that's I think, as logical I as right. I can get. I think you're right. I think I'm going to go uh, go Texans. Um, Detroit Lions making the trip to New Orleans to play the Saints. Saints fresh off their bye week. Uh, Lions give them four and a half points. What are you thinking there? I'm thinking that I wish I'd seen more of the Saints because I'm not convinced by their defence and that seems to be what this is predicated on, that they're doing enough that the Saints can win. Um, Drew Brees is a good quarterback. It's not like it was a good game in London that they beat no, by, and wasn't. so I'm trying to work out what we're hanging our hats on for the Saints to be four and a half points up I, yeah. I 
think I have faith in the Lions, but obviously them just losing a close game makes me worry. But I think they might be able to keep it within five points. I'm going Lions on this one. Uh, divisional game between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings are given three and a half points. Ooh, I, I think I think I'm going to go Packers. Sorry, I'm, worried, I, I'm not entirely convinced because I've got a home underdog with a really good defense, mm. and they've been in all the games anyway. Even if Case Keenum has been playing, so I, I'm really tempted by the Vikings, but that's not so. I won't pick them. Or yeah. I will pick them. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see uh, the Patriots and the Jets another divisional game the uh, the uh, New England Patriots take the trip to New York short trip to New York uh, and yeah the Jets given nine and a half points That's does that seem high to you? it's very high for I'm, a home go, team, I'm going Jets the, the defence hasn't been great for the Patriots I, I, yeah I, I, I fancy the Jets to cover this yeah I'm going to go Jets they've, they've won three straight I'm not sure they're going to win this one but yeah, yeah. I, I think it will be a lot closer than, than nine and a half points. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jets. Yeah. Um, San Francisco 49ers and Washington Redskins. This is another nine and a half pointer. Uh, this time the it's the the points are given to the to the Forty Niners. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Forty Niners again. I think. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I mean, Washington have looked up and down, and the defense is playing well, but. 49ers have been there or thereabouts and yeah that just seems too many points doesn't it yeah it does it does it's uh, yeah it's, it, I think I'm going to go 49ers I'm going to go 49ers uh, Rams Jaguars uh, this is this is very close looking at the, at the uh, how people have selected it so far um, two and a half points given to the Rams the Jags are an interesting team this year because they've, they've committed to playing defence and running the ball yeah. and that seems to win them games. It's working, so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so I'm really tempted to pick them except for that they've been on, off, on, off. So they're due to lose this one just on, <laughs> random, ra- on random patterns that don't actually apply. But um, I think I trust the Rams more but I'm not entirely sure. My initial, yeah, my initial thoughts are Rams. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see. It's, it's a, a long it's, way to go to Jacksonville. Let's just say that. It's a good point. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, Cardinals Buccaneers and uh, in, in Arizona. Um, Cardinals given two and a half points. Um, this is a difficult one for me. I'm not sure. I have more faith in in the Bucks than I do in the Cardinals. So unless Peterson is suddenly going to turn the clock back three years, okay. I think the Bucks are going to win. Yeah, I couldn't. But I, 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 but I don't like going against home underdogs when I'm not really convinced by the team mm, I know what you're saying I'm kind of I don't know I'm really not sure which way I'm going to go on this I've ticked the Cardinals as me as my first look when I was just going mm-hmm. through but the more I think about it I don't know whether I'm overthinking it but the more I think about it the more I think I'm, I might go books let's see what happens we'll see what happens come Sunday morning shall we mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, three and a half points to the Steelers. Uh, it's going to be Chiefs, isn't it, this one? It, it certainly seems to be by the green bars. Um, things are not right in in Pittsburgh, are no, they? No, You've got um, Le'Veon Bell talking about how he wanted to come out and kneel when they all stayed back. Uh, you've got Ben Roethlisberger talking about does he have it anymore? Um, and came out very strongly in the press conference, but you know he's talked the last couple of off seasons about retiring, and it's just not clicking there at the moment on offense at all. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm personally going to go going to go Chiefs. What are you what are you going? I think I'm probably going Chiefs as well. Yeah, um, 
LA Chargers and Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chargers are given six and a half points, which there's for talk me, of, I think that's going to give. That's going. I'm going to pick them for that. Yeah, there's talk of um, Derek Carr coming back for this game, which seems very quick for a transverse fracture. This is very quick, and I think six and a half points is just too many. I mean, yeah. the Chargers seem to specialise in close losses, and they won last week, so. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to go Chargers. I think uh, the broken New York Giants, uh, 0 five, traveling to the uh, to to Denver to face the Broncos, who are three and one. Um, they're given twelve and a half points. That is a hell of a lot of points. Yeah, but here's the thing: the the offense has not worked at all, except when mm. um quick game to um Odell Beckham, who's just fractured his ankle horribly. Yeah. and they've yeah. lost Brandon Marshall. And basically, yeah. they've lost all the receivers, and they're going against one of the best um, passing defenses in the world at home. I'm actually, for once, tempted to pick the Broncos because I don't think the Giants can live with them at all. I'm going Broncos as well. I've, that's who I've ticked as well for for exactly the same reason. I, I can't I, I can't see the Giants getting getting enough getting enough points. And Ben McAdoo just inspires no confidence. He's apparently. Yeah. Um, He's come out and he's sitting um, Dominique rogers Kamati, and I'm still not entirely sure why from, from reading this article. And he just doesn't feel like um, things are going right for him at all. And that just feels like a franchise in a bit of a mess at the moment. Yes, I think it is. Uh, final game is the uh, Colts and the Titans. Uh, Monday night football, guys. Monday night football, that's it, yeah. <laughs> the prime time. <laughs> Colts-Titans. Three and a half points given to the Colts. I have no idea what to do with this game. The Neither Titans looked pretty dreadful. Um, the defense was a bit better, but you know they've given up fifty-seven points and then lost to the Dolphins. Um, meanwhile, the Colts um, just have very little to hang their hat on, other than Brissett has offered them something at quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's I think I'm going to go Colts um, personally. <sighs> I think I am just based on the number and the fact that the um, Titans haven't looked looked that good, and we don't know, you know, if Mariota's coming back, you know, and if he yeah. does, how he's going to play on that hamstring. Yeah, well, with a look, then I'll uh, hopefully there's enough there for me to uh, to pick some points up. We shall see. I felt that one way up here. Reading, reading. Oh, I've, I've got this nailed. I'm not. There's no messing up here. Not on this <laughs> Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, please do remember to give us a like, a subscribe, and maybe even a review through whatever uh, medium you can procure your podcast. It really does help us to uh, get into as many ears as we possibly can. Uh, if you haven't liked us, unfortunately, this week, we're not going to be uh, giving back 20% of your subscription fee, unlike Game Pass. Um, We'll be back again next week uh, to hopefully cast our eye over some of the action from week six and also to make our picks for week seven. And, and with a bit of luck, I'll have managed to, uh, to pick up some uh, some pick on points by then as well. Uh, in the meantime, if, you, uh, if you're missing us... Oh, bugger. I've not changed that. <laughs> in the meantime, if you're... Not if you're missing us, I need to say it again. <laughs> this is you. This is you've done this. In the meantime...
In the meantime, make sure you check out thewrongfootball.com for more from the mind of G. And remember, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can, can do either by uh, dropping us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or either find G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdan. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> We'll